Asmi, not the end chronicles. Chapter 14 The next night when I saw Puneet breaking down right in front of me, I could not help but curse myself for our entangled hearts. It was after midnight when the phone rang. I sat up on my bedding on the floor and saw his face going pale as he heard what was being said. Samantha's sister had called to inform about the accident. Samantha had lost the baby. I sprang up and reached his side in an instant wanting to comfort him when suddenly the awkwardness of our situation hit me and I just kept staring at his face. His jaw clenched so hard I'm sure it must have hurt. I put my hand on his shoulder lightly. He turned around and stared at me with a sharp note of sadness in his features. I had absolutely no words coming out of my mind. Nervously, I chewed on the tip of my thumb when he ducked out of the bed, flinging off my hand what felt angrily. He stormed out to the balcony but not before picking up his cigarettes. "Puni," my voice came out so feeble that even I could hardly hear it. He could not grieve for his baby in my presence. My being in his life was like a curse in his life. I clasped my hand so tight in front of me that my knuckles turned white. I couldn't smell the smoke coming from the balcony as expected, but instead I heard muffled sobs. I waited for as long as I thought was right and then walked out to the balcony after giving a soft rap on the door to let him compose himself. He was sitting down hugging his knees for comfort. Handing out a glass of water to him, I asked, "Do you need coffee?" His eyes stared through me, making me feel as if I was in the wrong, as if he was blaming me for his baby's death. I was just sure I had to wriggle out of their lives right now, and I resolved to do it. I couldn't see Puneet falling apart and couldn't bear being the reason for his desolation. Puneet, I'm sorry. I said lightly placing my hand on his arm as I flopped down beside him his nostrils flaring with rage his chest heaving heavily he plucked my fingers away from his arm in a tone i had almost forgotten he roared i don't need your sympathy go away i sprinted up immediately causing my heart to pound rapidly i had to hold the railing to gain my footing Taking deep cleansing breaths I held back my anger and bolted straight in only then I let myself cry what he said was like a persecution to me my self respect could take just no more of this in some time the tears i was shedding had betrayed me and i found myself crying for the damage i had caused to puneet he left for us without a word just like he did after our marriage It took me one whole day to plan my future, my new future. I booked my tickets for the next week including a day's halt at Didi's place in Mumbai. When I reached US, everything went according to my plan. Mike was waiting to pick me up and as expected, this time Puneet too had come. I walked straight to Mike and grasped his arm begging for an assurance. Mike turned to me leaning forward with steady eyes he grasped my shoulders reassuringly everything will be fine he said and i nodded puneet had spotted me but was confused and was perhaps wary of mike 
To make it easier for him, I made my move toward him after handing over my trolley to Mike. Why is he here? Were you not expecting me to pick you up? He asked. Puneet, I am not coming to your house. I said keeping my voice low and even with a lot of efforts. Now, Asmi, I don't have the strength to argue. Just please understand, we have to. We don't have to, Puneet. And you have to understand this. I raised my palm to stop him from arguing. You don't have to worry about my Didi's calls. I have spoken to her. I added and almost turned when he forced me back to face him holding me by my elbow. What do you think you're doing, Asmi? Going with Mike? Do you have any idea what's he like? He sneered, tightening his hold on my arm almost painfully. I have no idea what he is like, but at least I know he doesn't detest me. I said, shucking away his hand just like he had done. He cringed as though I had hit him but didn't say anything. I was about to deviate from my plan and say something stupid like, I understand your loss and feel sorry for you and my going away is for the best for Samantha and you and all in all but Mike's timing saved me from making this blunder. Ready? Mike asked in a persuasive tone popping right by my side. Yeah. I said as I grabbed his arm nervously. A hurried wave to Puneet and he almost dragged me to his car. Once in the car, I smiled through the tears threatening to fall. You sure you did the right thing? Mike asked. You know why I did what I did. Don't act like we haven't had this conversation over and over. I said. It could backfire. He looked over his shoulder to me. I sighed, feeling my stomach all knotted up. This was the ideal thing to do, Mike. I'm sure they'll be happy. So now, what do you mean by backfire? I'm sure Puneet is going to be worried about you and she's not going to accept that. You're banking on their coming close because of this tragedy, but instead your action might just confirm her fears. Don't confuse me, Mike. Please tell me what you think. I barged in anxiously. That he does care for you, he said. I crossed my arms against my chest. You think wrong. My throat tightened over my words, but my mind drew out the picture from the recent memory when Puneet had roared, Go away, contemptuously. If it wasn't for me there, I'm sure the public at the airport would have witnessed some drama. For a smart girl, you sure are dumb when it comes to men. He said, nodding his head sideways and smiling sincerely. He only does despise me, Mike. I needed to give them space. It must be difficult for them to lose the baby. I didn't want any drama and… And Puneet loves Samantha and he is the faithful kind. You wouldn't understand that. Forget it. I lifted my hands up and let them fall on my lap in frustration. Yeah, I wouldn't understand what it means to be faithful, huh? So you want to prove you do understand men and what stupid kind are you as me? Faithful to an unfaithful husband? He asked, sounding really harsh. Mike, please, I need a friend and not a boss now. I said, I'm not your boss anymore, Asmi. You are heading your own team very soon. Do not forget. He tried to bring back my lost confidence. How long can you manage to keep me in your team? I asked. Max a month, he said. And I've got the approval for your working from home. Don't worry. He added to clarify. I had planned to stay at Maddie's for as long as I could work from home since her place was over three hours away from my office. I was banking on our time apart to give all of us some much-needed clarity. Divorce wasn't an easy decision, but it clearly was inevitable. 
we discussed mostly work on our way and when i reached maddie's house i felt a little sad for mike that he had to drive all the way back and go to work he was at the airport since 3 in the morning for me i had to use him for my plans to take some burden off puneet's back since i had realized i was that burden that was breaking him i just had to help him to get rid of me handling didi was going to be most difficult part for now i decided to bite only as much as i could chew I told her that Puneet and I had some argument in Rajasthan. Using the scene with Massa, I made up a story around it. I told her I would be staying at Maddie's place for some time to let things cool off between us. She promised to stay out of it only when I promised I'll call her every day to let her know I was safe. Maddie had a live-in boyfriend now and I had to settle for the living room. Luckily I didn't have much luggage only what I had carried to Rajasthan so that would do for a month how was I going to be any more enlightened about my future in a month was beyond me but right now I needed not to overthink I already had thought overthink so hard that my head really hurt building the premise for my didi to brace the blow being the most difficult Looking back at last 4 years of my life I really wonder whether I did the right thing by keeping my promise to my uncle that bargain proved to be the worst though I did do satisfactorily well in my career thanks to his permission for my studying this feeling of being unwanted somehow seems to follow me everywhere here at Mary's house too since she was no more single Everything I did every path I chose I believed to be the only way my justifications must be corresponding Puneet Samantha's Masas or for that matter everybody's who had messed up big in their lives the mess had grown to this huge a proportion that everything seemed almost out of control I was prepared to do anything to help tame this down practically anything to buy some freedom for Puneet I could feel his helplessness and I had it in my hands to set him free. Asmi not the end chronicles by Anita SJ to be continued.